In 2012, the journal Academic Medicine published an article called, What Are You Doing Creatively These Days? The author, Dr. Neve Kelly, an associate professor in the Department of Pathology and Laboratory Medicine of the University of British Columbia, has been praised as a champion for promoting creativity in the clinical practice of medicine, healthcare delivery, and medical education. Dr. Kelly was generous enough to answer a few questions about her life, her interests, and her vision for the medical field. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Kelly. So you have a PhD and you're a professor. Could you give us a little bit of information as to the educational and professional journey that has brought you to this point? I was educated in Ireland where I grew up. I got a science degree and a PhD in medical microbiology from Trinity College, Dublin. I did postdoctoral studies at the University of British Columbia on the west coast of Canada and was a research associate at the Walter Reed Army Institute in Washington, D.C. Before being hired into the Faculty of Medicine at UBC, the University of British Columbia, where I am an associate professor in the Department of Pathology and Laboratory Sciences. So what was your medical education like? Your professors, your classrooms, did you have a life outside of your studies? What was the experience like for you? I entered the Moyne Institute for Medical Microbiology at Trinity College Dublin just as a new young prof, John Arbuthnot, took over the headship of the department. He brought in a wave of young people returning from high-profile research institutes in Europe and the US to feed the professoriate. The youthful energy was invigorating and combined with the small class size, we were 13 students in my third and fourth year, we got a very high caliber education. Research, teaching and learning were all intertwined and we would talk animatedly about ideas with our profs while drinking in the college pub next door or while watching the long matches that played out on the cricket field in front of the Moyne Institute. This engagement in the world of ideas at the very intersection of what is known, which was delivered through teaching and learning, and where the boundaries are currently being pushed, which was what was being pursued in research, alongside ready access to the workings of the minds of our professors, was an incredibly rich educational experience and fired my interest in continuing on to do a PhD. One of the traditions in working in a British research institute or university setting, such as Trinity College Dublin, is that the profs and researchers all gather in the afternoon for tea every day. This, see, this ensured a continuation of intellectual discussions with my profs into my PhD years with an ever-deepening understanding on my part as I gained intellectual maturity. It also meant that I was able to stay abreast of a very broad range of research taking place beyond my own specialty area, including the use of cutting-edge tools and methodologies being used in other researchers' labs. There were multiple points in my PhD work where I tried an approach or technique suggested from conversing with another researcher at one of these afternoon teas. So what sparked your interest in the field of creativity and where within it has your research brought you thus far? What we are doing in creative science is in line with Sir Ken Robinson's call for more creativity in schools. 
To change an educational system that is driven by myriad levels of government, teacher training colleges, teachers, and parental or public pressure may take some time. In the meantime, we are going in at the ground level in working with individual teachers and classrooms as a way of demonstrating what can be done at a more systemic level. Our approach is catching on. We started with one high school in one school district. We are now in multiple elementary and high schools across three school districts. In addition, we have initiated a research program to track whether this approach might shift students' attitude toward science learning. In your work with Science Education for Children, how do you engage young people's natural creativity to facilitate the empirical thought and analysis that's such a big part of fields like infectious disease? Key to creativity is a combination of divergent and convergent thinking. Interdisciplinarity, particularly between the humanities and the sciences, encourages this by allowing for the combination of more imaginative ideas-based thinking with a more linear, rational way of thinking. Pursuing a purely science-based undergraduate path into medical school, followed by a science-heavy medical curriculum, allows for the training of good medical practitioners. I would posit the argument, however, that it is only when this is combined with original ways of thinking about knowledge that we get the major breakthroughs and innovations that allow medicine to move forward. In my case, I took philosophy during my science degree to give me insight into how ideas give rise to knowledge in ways other than the proof-based scientific experimentation process. Key to Einstein's success was that he spent as much time in what he called thought experiments, playing with ideas, as he did in looking for proof through experimentation. I believe it is worthwhile for scientists and physicians to challenge their entrenched ways of thinking about a problem by incorporating different sides of the brain and engaging in the humanities encourages this. In a program at our medical school designed to allow for this interdisciplinarity, I am working with a number of medical students. One of these is exploring a possible link between the hemispheric duality of thinking employed in creativity and that of clinical decision-making. Another student who came to our medical school from a literature and writing background is using creative writing to capture his thoughts, feelings, and understandings in relation to the doctor, the patient, and himself during his psychiatry rotation. So how do you think these practices might be implemented across education systems to combat the problems addressed by Sir Ken Robinson in his TED Talk, Do Schools Kill Creativity? An essay that I wrote in academic medicine entitled, What Are You Doing Creatively These Days? talked about the importance of keeping a personal sense of creativity alive, allowing us to be more in touch with ourselves and with others. A special medicine and creativity issue of The Lancet talked about creativity allowing for critical reflection and an integration of the physical, mental, psychological and emotional self. About creativity facilitating the development of skills relating to touch and observation. About the nurturing of curiosity 
and the challenging of one's received views of the world. The simple practice of reading a novel, listening to music, watching a movie that interests you, provides an escape from the more information-based world that busy physicians live in. Making an active choice to engage in activities that take us out of our left brain way of thinking and into our more imaginative right brain allows us to feel more whole, more emotionally connected to ourselves. If we take it a step further and start continuously shifting input from one side of the brain to the other, we are now building our creative thinking abilities. This is how musicians operate, perhaps most evident in the playing of jazz. Building on this, sharing our creative interests with others encourages connection and relationship building and can allow a healthcare provider to connect with colleagues and individual patients in a spirit of shared understanding and appreciation. You can talk about the novel that you are reading or the film that you watched in terms of the characters, plot, twists and turns, etc. Sharing your interpretation of a story with another human being is a form of interconnection quite different to sharing facts. If reading and talking about novels does not come naturally, then listening to music might. Having physicians ask each other about their musical interests, uh, about eliciting real discussions about the latest classical jazz or other musical compositions that is occupying their earbuds allows, again, for a connection based on something personal. This sharing of our creative interests allows us to extend our emotional connection to others and serves as an antidote to indifference or antagonism. This is important between peers, between members in an interprofessional healthcare team, and between practitioners and patients. Okay, so if you were to reinvent your own medical education, what are some creative practices or methods, either at the student or instructor level, that you think would have been the most consequential in improving your educational experience and preparing you to integrate creativity into your healthcare career? In my case, photography is my go-to creative endeavor and is, as it turns out, an activity that requires me to continually shift from left-brained activities in understanding the workings of the camera to right-brained in appreciating the aesthetics of the shot that I am composing. More recently, I have been working to engage with music in my life. I was brought up amusically, minimally exposed to music at home and in school. As a result, music has always been a background for me. Over the last decade, I have taken singing lessons, joined a choir, enrolled in sight reading and ear training classes, and carved out dedicated time to sit still and listen to music, a previous unknown for me. I am now enjoying a richness in musical colour and language that was completely missing in my life, and it has spawned a new connection with people who live in a land that was previously foreign to me. More recently, I have started to approach art in this purposeful way, so when I visited the Metropolitan Museum of Art on a recent trip to New York, I carved out time to actually sit and look at some of the paintings. In doing this, I found myself drawn into Rothko's art in a way that I had previously never experienced. It was hugely enriching and has opened up a new door in art appreciation for me. Key to these forays into music listening and art appreciation has been 
being purposeful about introducing these more creative endeavors into my life. Secondly, taking the time to truly engage. And thirdly, talking to others about my experiences, which has helped me expand my way of thinking about music and art. In turn, these conversations have allowed me to appreciate sides of my colleagues that were previously unknown to me, resulting in enriched collegial relationships. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Doctors Who Create. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at doctorswhocreate at gmail.com. Or tweet us at doctorscreate. Or check out our website, doctorswhocreate.com, to listen to our podcast episodes and also to check out other articles and profiles of physicians who are creative. Intro music brought to you by the band Tries Me Rescue.